Hey guys, this is uh, Evan and Abe, and welcome to the second episode of our podcast, uh, Enfield Shaker Village. Would you like to greet? No. Okay. So, essentially, what this trip sort of just entailed was us going up to Enfield Shaker Village, about an hour from Concord. Yep, an hour north in New Hampshire. Um, we... We actually stopped at where I used to live in Sutton on the way and things, but um, eventually got there, obviously. And it, when we got there, we realized they didn't have the seasonal tours available yet. So that threw a sort of wrench into the whole thing. But um, as we did with um, Strawberry Bank, they had signs everywhere and there's a virtual tour online that gives you just about the same amount of information you could get in a actual in-person tour. Um, so we ended up doing that. We took notes, things like that, and were able to gather just as much information and learn just as much about the Shakers themselves, along with sort of the Shaker villages all, sort of in a group. There was 18 of them made in the U.S., collectively pretty much ever from new hampshire there's a bunch in ohio i think yeah there's um, two in new hampshire actually there's the canterbury one which is closer but i thought that the enfield one had tours currently which is why we went there and it did not so. i don't think they do for another like 20 days maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't that's, think that's my bad <laughs> but um yeah regardless um let's talk a little bit about the actual Shakers themselves. So the Shakers are actually called the United Society Believers in Christ's Second Coming, uh, but no one really wants to say that. So we call them Shakers because they used to shake in religious fervor, which is pretty cool. What does what is for religious fervor? Uh, it's like that's that's just how into it they are. They're so uh, into it that they're like shaking. Like vigor. Yeah, like, like oh, vigor. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, I think actually that sounds a little more terrifying than <laughs> it would actually like awe-inspiring. But regardless, uh, they are very much Christian, as you can tell from their official name. Um, Shakers doesn't give you too much of a clue as to what they actually believe in, but uh, so uh, yeah, they originated around seven fifty or seventeen fifty in Britain, and they come to America in 1774 and they sort of take up residence here living amongst the people yeah a lot of comments on sort of the shaker industry and development compared to a lot of other societies is that they progressed a lot faster in a lot of ways than a lot of areas of say new hampshire um a funny thing that we found was that they also used wooden pipes for agriculture, similar to Portsmouth, but they used these water pipes years before the people in Portsmouth. I think it was around 1850 that they began using them, yeah. which is, it is quite a long time before Portsmouth did, I believe. Yeah. I think Portsmouth didn't start using those until later 1800s, maybe. Yeah. But regardless... um. It's, I mean, I think, so shakers are a lot different from pretty much most Christian denominations, even the Quakers, who people consider them to be extremely similar to. Um, 
they believe very, 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 very strongly in uh, celibacy. And that's kind of why they died out, because it meant that in order to keep their communities growing, they could not have children, so they had to just rely on converting other people. So Shakers are... The Shaker religion is deeply rooted in recruiting and sustenance and trying to keep your community alive. And community is extremely important in the Shaker faith. Um, Culturally, they're like some weird... I don't know how to describe it except for like Marxian Christian utopia almost um they live without private property uh everyone owns everything there is racial and sexual equality and everyone's kind of living in these little communes slash villages yeah and it's good vibes yeah basically i, I mean abe's abe, probably getting to this later abe skimmed over it just now but the racial and sexual equality in shaker villages they even when they first got to America, they did not have slaves. They had people who they brought with them who were black, who worked with them and were shaker and were converted to the religion, but they weren't enslaved because they believed in racial equality at this time, which was for, you know, late 1700s, pretty much unheard of. Yeah, it's pretty groundbreaking, honestly. Yeah. So... The Shakers are a quite interesting people. So they're for pretty much all the year, they're just kind of chilling out in these little commune villages that they have. And in the later parts of the 1800s, um, a lot of homeless people and migrant workers would hang out with them in the winter because it was basically free food, water, and shelter. Um, so you get that whole sense of um, altruism and charity from the shakers they're just they'll like let people live with them for the winter and then they'll just like dip in the spring so they're i very very nice people is i guess what i would say so all in all about the shakers themselves they are a peaceful religious group who are who believe in celibacy and equality and communal ownership yeah, so moving on from the Shakers themselves, the f- the village that we went to look at, Enfield, um, was founded in nineteen er, 1793, excuse me, um, which is really, what is that, like 20 years after they got to the U.S.? Yeah, 19 years, basically. So, yeah. um, so, and they were one of only 18 Shaker communities ever established in the U.S., which doesn't sound like a lot, but these grew to be pretty big throughout the 1800s and into the late 1800s before they died out, um, sort of early 1900s. But um, the Shakers at Enfield were broken up into three sort of, I guess, quote-unquote families, which were sort of just different groups within the village. They like to say that all of the community is together, which it is, but they still were divided into sort of three families that when it came to making larger decisions got, I guess, like a, think of it as a, like a council or a vote. Yeah. That's interesting. That's actually super interesting. Yeah. Like a familial law system, except no one's family. <laughs> or people are, uh, well. 
it it's it's interesting that's interesting to yeah. think about like are there actual families there that's actually, i hadn't thought of that and if you're not part of one do you get like inserted into it yeah, like what if the family that you're being inserted into is an is partially an actual family? Yeah, is that exactly. awkward for you? Is that weird? That's a, that's super interesting actually. I hadn't really thought of that. Like I guess I kind of just assumed that there are families, but maybe there wouldn't be as many as I had initially assumed. I mean, you can't really continue a family in a shaker community though if you think yeah. about it cuz you can't you can't reproduce. You so could feasibly like, have children before you convert, though. That's true, but once you've converted, and if your children can decide to continue, then yeah. you... I mean, your bloodline is probably going to die out, which... Yeah, no, exactly. That's, I mean, that happens. That's really what happens. Yeah. Um, that's honestly kind of weird mm-hmm. to think that just, like, a peaceful religion, like, ended so many people's families. Yes. That's super weird. I, I mean, at least they all clearly died for what they believed in. Yeah. So I guess that makes a difference, but... It's still kind of weird. Yeah. It doesn't uh, quite sit right with me yeah. still. But anyway, they the so the Shakers, when they, you know, initially set up the village, they succeeded in the creation of 100 buildings and 3,000 acres of fertile land to farm. So they are a very industrious people. And I forgot yeah. to mention this, but uh, one of the things that they're just, they're just known as very industrious, very um, handy. Yeah. So they'll kind of just really do anything. Yeah, when we look deeper into the village, we'll sort of tell you about the buildings they have. And they have pretty much a building for just about anything you could find in like a market square or something. Carpenters... Yeah. Uh, architects, you know, anything ranging from food to, like, actual business. Yeah. Really, like, they're able to self-sustain remarkably well until their numbers start dwindling. Yeah. Which makes you kind of wonder, like, what would would happen, like, would they still be here if their numbers hadn't dwindled? Like, would they just be chilling out in Enfield still? I doubt they'd let people like us come in and gawk at them, though. <laughs> That's true. So I don't know if we'd be doing this podcast episode if they were still around. But regardless, I digress. So, like I said earlier, um, the goals of the village are essentially to create this, uh, what they called Chosen Vale. Um, yeah. They called Enfield their Chosen Vale because I guess it's in between... Um, a mountain and a lake so yeah and they uh, they used the mountain as well um they set up a i forget what it was it was like some shrine at the top of the mountain where they would once a month go and have a feast and it was like they were very spiritual people yeah along with being like incredibly serious about what they did they were also very spiritual very like driven i guess you could say so yeah i think um that's actually super cool to consider because when you think of most christian denominations you don't really see they're not especially spiritual yeah um but to see a more spiritual christian denomination is definitely super interesting especially during this time when 
you know, your people are getting like witch hunted. So spirituality is an interesting concept for this time in America. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving into like the, I, I guess the building of the village itself, the Shakers, as Abe was saying, were a very like industrial group of people. And they, a lot of their architecture is really interesting, especially to see up close. When you go to Enfield for the first time, you look at this big, well, it's called the Great Stone Dwelling, but you look at this big stone brick of a building with windows pretty it's much. It's massive. It's massive. And you think, I, like modern day, I'd think courthouse or something, yeah, personally. Modern day, I would think like, oh God, I don't know, maybe <laughs> like a, a whole hotel. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, it's it's basically, I guess it's a permanent hotel for them. I don't know. It's just a really big stone house with windows and it's built, it's built from just a ton of apartments. Um, but the Shakers really didn't, I mean, men and women couldn't sleep together, yeah. children couldn't sleep with their parents, etc. So they separated the Great Stone Dwelling, the, the architects made it so that men and women used different stairs in the morning, different bathrooms, different apartments, uh, rooms, so they were pretty much separated. So they just a had lot segregation. Of, yeah. So they, they're like, okay, we believe in racial equality, but... In terms of in terms of sex and gender, you're getting you're getting the segregation. Exactly, but in dur- during the days when they were working, they worked together. Yeah, on even ground. So do they worship together? I believe so. Okay, yeah. I I actually don't know that for a fact, but I didn't. See I feel like their otherwise. worship is very community oriented, so I don't think they would bar worship from men or women yeah i think th- no i think they would just like let them just the whole congregation yeah deal happen yeah, i don't i'm i'm going back on my own question i'm answering my own question <laughs> for some reason but yeah that's uh they're very community is extremely important to them no matter like whether or not they care about like whether you're sleeping next to someone who is a woman and you are a man um, they're still deeply, they deeply, deeply care about the community. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, <laughs> to give you an idea of how big this stone dwelling was as well, it took four years to make for pretty much all of the Shaker village working on it. Yeah. It was from 1837 to 1841. I would say it's the first really large development of the shakers because it showed that they were growing yeah um and they could build something like this they they could build something like this and i mean the brick hasn't or the stone hasn't been replaced and it it, obviously it's been uh, like upkept and stuff like that but it still looks like it's very sort of freshly made yeah It, it doesn't look like it was built in 1837 yeah no it's it's very much kicking after almost 200 years yeah i think yeah i'm trying to think of like a building i think it is about the size of the dairy field turf yeah if you were to like if you were to just put the foundation and build build it up it is an extraordinarily large building and that really speaks to the industriousness of the people 
how they're able to i guess you kind of have one of those like amish stereotypes like oh all they do is just sit around and build nowadays but <laughs> i guess i guess that you know part part of that could be true for our shakers they certainly could build themselves a stone building well going off of that with shakers and building they also made um some pretty impressive buildings for laundry and dairy yeah. uh, which is <laughs> It's funny, but they, we didn't really see them um, up close when we were there at Enfield, but they had these three buildings for laundry and dairy that they just kept expanding, which is why they were able to preserve them so well um, when they turned them into a museum now. But they were built in 1813 um, initially, and then upkept pretty much every 20 years until the Shakers, or not upkept, like sort of developed Reno- upon renovated yeah renovated every 20 years until the shakers uh sort of died out yeah but they're still standing because of that and it's it, they pretty much processed all of their own products herbs dairy yeah uh like did their own laundry had their own carpenters every expert was in their community. They didn't yeah. need outside help. Yeah, they had much. their own little micro-economy going on exactly. there. Like, they basically cut out the middleman at literally every venture. Yeah. So, the, like, oh, my... The guy who milks the cow is in the village. And yeah. the guy who makes the that into cheese is also in the village. Mm-hmm. And it's... That's the actually really The guy who really sells cool. the cheese is yeah. also in the village. The guy who... Yeah, the guy who packages the cheese is also in the village. Yeah. And that... The only thing that didn't go for was herbs, because they had, I think, it, I believe it was similar to Portsmouth, but they had like 150 different herbs. Okay, yeah. Which it's, it's for a good their bit time, which was, it was quite a lot. I don't know. I think for our time, that's still a good bit of herbs. Yeah, sure. I don't have 150 herbs. Well, if you have a dedicated herb garden. I do. Well. I then, have six, I think. Well, then... I don't, I don't, do you have 3,000 acres of land? No, I don't think I would have uh, <laughs> 150 herbs even then. I don't have that much time for herbs. Okay, well, either way, that was the only trade they had with, like, yeah. other people. Which, I don't, I don't know why it was herbs. I don't know, I think they could have, I think they had a lot more marketable skills that they probably could have yeah. used to make their outside money. I mean, they could have, con- they built that building. Yeah. They could have contract. they would have been amazing contractors. The only, I mean, the thing I get for that point, though, is that, you know, they didn't want to interact with anyone that wasn't in their own community. Yeah. And, I, the, and the only way to interact with them was to join their community. Yeah, I think that kind of gives them sort of like a gur hiss vibe. <laughs> like, you go up to them and they're like, no, get away. Unless you're going to join us. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to join us? Oh, you'll be my family. Oh, go away, though. So, I don't know. I I think I'll have to look into that further about whether they were actually, like, really mean to you until you joined. Yeah. I doubt they were because they're, like, all about God's love. But the, So, they're also probably trying to recruit, like, anyone that they meet. Well, realistically, because they need to. to. So I don't think it's so much as they'll be like super mean and like standoffish. I think they'll just be trying to recruit you from literally the second they meet you until the second you are no longer in their sight. Did they did they also try to like recruit orphans 
who could think about <laughs> whether they were being recruited or not, or did they just grab orphans? And I don't think they them? actually just grabbed orphans, but <laughs> I think what they might they might have just grabbed homeless people though, um, because they I I did read about like there's just a bunch of homeless people in there sometimes. Huh. I mean, it's probably good for the homeless people. No, it's an amazing deal for the homeless yeah. people. They get free everything, and they just like get these suckers to give them. Yeah. Free food, and then the shake. It's like everyone's expecting a different thing of each other. The shakers are like, "Yeah, this homeless guy's gonna join us," and the homeless guy is like, "Yeah, they're gonna give me food." Yeah. So everyone expects a different thing, and then the spring comes, and the homeless guy dips. Uh right. Why? Why the spring? Because the winter's hard yeah. Because spring is like I yeah. It's like I don't care. It, I mean, it's New Hampshire, and it. it Two I, days, two days from well, now, it's going to be eighty-five I wasn't degrees. Putting together that it was because, yeah, never mind. Yeah. Anyway, after the Shakers like pretty much built everything, um, that was when they they died out. <laughs> yeah, in nineteen twenty-three. The numbers were just declining at yeah. a astonishing, actually not astonishing because they can't reproduce. Yeah. So so the it was only a matter of time. <laughs> So the remaining shakers uh, were basically decided, all right, we're going to disband the shaker village. Yeah, like um, our numbers don't justify us being here. Yeah, and they sold to the Order of Catholic Priests Missionaries of Our Lady Salette. Is it Salette? La Salette. La Salette. La Salette. Um, either way, they sold to them in 1923, uh, and... They didn't really do much with the land. No, they really didn't change it too much. Yeah, other than it becoming a Catholic, like Catholic run instead of Christian. Um, they built a chapel called, uh, I think it was called Chapel of La Salette. Yeah, and then pretty much didn't use it. Yeah, they uh, they just kind of. I mean, <laughs> I think the purpose of selling to the Catholics. To the Catholic order, even though they might not have, like, agreed with their religious values per se, they wanted to keep it a place of worship. Yeah. Um, so, realistically, the Shakers did not foresee the current state of the Shaker village. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely didn't foresee it, but they did try to, I think you're right about that, I did see that somewhere, that they tried to keep it sort of spiritual by yeah. keeping it a place of worship. Um and they ended up selling to, I think she was, I think Lady Salette was actually, is that named after who bought it? Or is that? No, the, um, that's, I think that's a saint. Okay, so that, I didn't want to be wrong. That's a saint, but there was a Might be, I don't know. princess or something that bought this from them. I don't exactly remember what it was. Yeah. But there was... The, somebody bought it who was incredibly rich and basically named it this and then just left some some missionaries there. Yeah. Do you um, remember uh, how at the end of prayers at camp we would say Our Lady of Fatima? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is similar. And they're talking about okay, Mary. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a saint. That's a way of addressing a saint. Yeah. Well, some, I do know it was some rich woman who bought it, but yeah. it wasn't her, obviously. Um, and then they once again sold it in 1985 because, well, they weren't using it. They did actually 
keep upkeep on all the buildings, which yeah. is nice, which is why we have it today. But um, they didn't really have a use for it anymore, so they sold it to private investors who have made it what it is today. I think yeah. they bought it in 1985, the investors, and then they opened it to the public pretty yeah. soon after, maybe 1990? Maybe something like that. Yeah. I think it's been it's been there a while. It has. Um, my parents knew about it, so it's definitely... <laughs> is that Does that mean a while? Yeah, it means in the last <laughs> 25 years, because that's how, roughly how long my mom's been working here. Uh, I see. So, probably since the 90s, we can just assume that around the 90s is when it popped up, but that seems to be the Enfield Shakers. Yeah, I I would agree. That's a good summary, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, awesome. All right, we'll see you guys next week.